You are listening to Ouija Broads. This is Liz. This is Devin. Devin, I have an interesting story for you today from Alaska, but okay. it's not about a horrible disappearance. Wow. <laughs> Who are you? It's about an interesting person. That's okay. one of the categories of my, my spreadsheets. Interesting people. <laughs> interesting people. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about somebody who she was born Jean Marie Hodgson, okay. October 20th, 1923 in Minnesota. So there are four kids on this farm and she grew up there you know, herding and feeding and looking after the cows. And she learned how to ride horses. So Jean, Jean. I mean, you're, you're, you don't, don't even like try to hold on and and wait for the big reveal. You're just in the story now. It's okay. Oh, okay. Thank God. Yeah. No, I'm not expecting you to be like, Oh, this is that lady. Oh, thank God. I'm just telling you the story. It's okay. Relax. Let it wash over you. It's going to flow. Gotcha. It's going to flow. We're in the flow. All right. So Jean was a good rider. She was really good at training horses. She's really good at breaking horses. And in 1952, she was recruited by a traveling rodeo show called Mm. the Red River Rodeo. So she was a trick rider with them. Which apparently was a damn sight to see. So she would ride. She had all her life this really vivid, long red hair. Like, not like red as in ginger, but red as in like that sort of real brassy, like, remember... The, the witch in Coven who's got, like, that huge mane of hair. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yes, her. Yes. Her. Like, deep red. So oh, she had it. that, and her hair would be streaming out behind her. And she'd be riding a white horse whose mane and tail were loose and were dyed the same color. Oh, I want to so be her. That must have looked so freaking cool. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. I'll marry her. S- Sadly, her career gets cut short in the 50s because she's performing a trick that's called the death drag. Oh. And she misses a handhold. She falls. She Her head hits the arena wall, but her foot is still caught in the stirrup. So I looked this up. If it's the same trick that I saw on YouTube, basically, it's like the kind of trick that you would do if you were being like a stunt woman and you were portraying someone who had been like shot out of the saddle, because basically you like flip. So your feet are on the horse's back and your head is like skimming the ground oh. and your arms are like flying loose. Oh, it's a terrifying trick to see, Yeah, but it is the death drag. And she had this accident. So her foot is caught. She's getting dragged around the arena. The horse is stepping on her. So she lived, but her left Uh knee got pretty fucked up. And after it healed, she could still walk and she could still ride, but like she couldn't do that crap anymore. She couldn't do that ferocious nonsense, which would have been amazing. So (laughs) they don't have videos of that. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. though. When you said she hit her head and all I can think of is that awful Maradon or whatever book that Philippa Gregory wrote. Mm-hmm. Or the guy flings the other trapeze artist yeah. just straight against the barn wall. Yeah, just get her brains all dashed out. There you go. God. Yeah. Uh, head injuries. All right. So, Not good. Jean has lost the thing that she learned to do. 
Yeah. Right, so she starts as a farm girl. She becomes this trick writer. Yeah. So she lives an interesting sort of peripatetic life, right? Like she's yeah. trying out different stuff. Yeah. She works as a professional truck driver. Mm-hmm. She gets married. She has a son. She gets divorced. She has a dog and cat grooming business. She okay. raises cocker spaniels. So it's kind of tied into your episode. There's some dogs. Very much. I don't know is. why you yeah. breed cocker spaniels, but okay. It was the 50s. It was probably a good market for that. I bet. And she then became the owner and operator of a Minneapolis truck stop called Jolly Chef Truck Stop. Sounds fun. Gene, so, like, what are you doing? I think you can picture her though, right? Like, yeah. I feel like she definitely smoked. She and had I feel like she to have. definitely had like a beer in her hand and like the cigarette was like in between yeah. her middle and her ring finger. And yeah. she had like all the big dyed hair. Yeah. And she was the kind of person who like she would flip you shit immediately if you yeah. did something dumb, but she would also bail you out with her last penny. Oh my That's God. the vibe I get off Jean, right? I kind of want to be Jean now, but yes, I would totally yeah. agree. She wore big rings, a lot of jangly mm-hmm. jewelry. She did wear big rings. Holy shit. Done it right? Yep. Yeah. Know it. You're good. You, you described her. her. I do know her. She's my, she's in my soul. Yes. Yeah. So she was, you know, farm girl, rodeo, trick rider, truck mm-hmm. driver, truck stop manager, cocker spaniel breeder. <laughs> and then an important moment in Jean's life comes in 1970. Okay. When she goes to attend her cousin's wedding in Alaska. Okay. And she goes, this is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. And I want to live here. Mm. So... She visits a couple more times, and in 1977, she goes, I'm going to move to Alaska. Her son is old enough. I'm going to guess he's, like, late teens, early 20s at this point, given when he was born. She's like, okay, you know, you can live your life, and you're out of the house, and I'm going to go live my life. So she buys a secondhand motorhome and drives in one week from Minnesota to Alaska. Yo. Yes, she did. Chain Jean. smoking the whole way, I bet. Cha- yeah, out the window, cranking mm-hmm. her uh, Stevie Nicks. Yeah, well, Stevie Nicks, when was it, 1977? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. She was eastbound and down, except it was northwest. <laughs> so she drives up there in her secondhand motor home, and she parks it at the end of what's called the Homer Spit, in Homer, Alaska. Okay. And that is where she stays. Oh, she takes a job at a fish processing facility, which <laughs> is not a job for the faint of heart, right? No, it's gross. Yeah, like to be to work with fish and especially to work in any kind of meat processing thing yes, is hard. And like the Alaska fishing season, you know, you're going fast and yeah. there's sharp things and yeah. there's smelly things and yeah. it's cold. Holy crap. Yeah. But she takes to it. She's working at a sort of subsidiary of a place called Icicle Seafoods. Okay. And not long after, she parks her motor home on the Homer Spit. So she's like right out there in the water, basically. Like yeah. she's surrounded by it. Yeah. She notices two bald eagles on the beach. Okay. And what she realizes is, okay, I do love my bird feeders. I like to have bird feeders filled with sunflower seeds for songbirds. 
Okay. I could also feed eagles. Oh, no. You'll feed them the songbirds, my Jean. My darling lady, this is not what you do. All right. Sorry. Please continue. But this sounds bad. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, Well, she's working at a seafood plant and she asks her supervisor, she's like, can I have like the freezer burned scraps? Can I have the crap that you can't sell? Okay. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. So she feeds the eagles. Oh my gosh. And 10 years later, she's still feeding eagles, but now she's feeding 200 to 300 eagles. What? Every year that would come to her house from December through April. What? So during the quiet season in Alaska, all the eagles knew, or all, you know, several hundred eagles yeah. knew, the place to come was to this little motor home on the Homer Spit. And she no will way. throw you fish scraps. Oh my God. Yes. She's known as the Eagle Lady. <laughs> she was, oh my this was God. her thing. So to feed 200 to 300 eagles would take yeah. 500 pounds of fish yeah. and fish scraps. So she would have to put, like, barrels into her pickup <laughs> to bring them home for the eagles. That is a fucking lot of fish. Jean, you don't smell good, baby. No. You don't no. smell good. Well, but it, it started out as, like, oh, I'm just going to throw some fish heads in a bucket yeah. and away Call I go. And then, you know, it went for 30 years. She fed the bald eagles, estimated up to 300 birds at a time, and people would just descend on it. It became like the only place in Alaska that had decent winter tourism. (laughs) (laughs) Because, not least... um, you could not only watch this awesome old broad with like her big rings and her big red hair cutting up frozen fish with, you know, an ax or a chainsaw or a blowtorch because it was frozen. Yeah. (sighs) But also what they say is, and I say they, the Washington post says most pictures you see of eagles are jeans eagles because they were so close that Dozens of photographers would show up and, like, stick their lenses out of the car window. Because if you cropped it right, you'd have a beautiful picture of, like, an eagle diving for a fish or an eagle gazing into the distance like it's thinking about America or something. (laughs) And they loved it because you could predictably see eagles. That's amazing. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Never charged people. To come see the eagles. She, it became her full-time job, right? So she actually sometimes had to take the barrels of fish into her motorhome so they'd thaw. (laughs) So I have a quote from her in 1986 saying, My motorhome smells like fish. My yard is fish. My truck is fish. I am fish. (laughs) It gets kind of gross sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) but this was a woman committed to this course of action by golly she wasn't going to stop feeding eagles just because she smelled like fish exactly like she's like okay well i mean it's kind of this if you give a mouse a cookie effect right like you feed two eagles and then yeah Yeah. next thing you know you got a lot of eagles that are counting on you Mm. oh god 
some people were not happy about this, right? Okay. Some people were saying this isn't it's a good choice. It's unnatural. It's going to attract like it's going to attract eagles that wouldn't otherwise be here. They're going to eat our pets. Yeah, they're you know, like you said, they're they're eating the other creatures in the area. Yeah, this the is not a sustainable and... situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you end up with a population of eagles that is significantly weakened because they're now dependent upon human handouts mm-hmm. and they're breeding and passing on these weakened genes to the next generation. So I t- like, I get it. That's why you're not supposed to fucking feed the ducks at the park or whatever. Cause also they don't want, you know, bread shit everywhere, but yeah. that's not the point. I love doing it and I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. At <laughs> least, at least in this case, she is feeding them what they would eat anyway. Yeah. So it's not like, just bread yeah but yeah so gene had such a relationship with these eagles it really changed the the nature of the town because people would come to see it and even some of the hotels tried to get into it like lure their own eagles oh she was so persistent she when she broke her leg she kept feeding them even though she was in crutches in 94 she had breast cancer and got a mastectomy and was back feeding them three days after surgery. No way. She had like a friend do it in the meantime. Yeah. The eagles are like, the fuck is this woman? All right. Well, she's bringing out the food. I, I guess we eat it. I yeah, guess she's maybe okay. We her. Maybe <laughs> she's looking okay. Oh my God. Yeah. So what they came up with is, I mean, at that point, the boulders kind of rolling down the hill, right? Yeah. Because you can't just go, Gene, stop fucking feeding the eagles. Because then you're going to have 200 hungry eagles in your town. Yeah, that's when they start off. eating pets. Yes. And they're worried that other people are getting into this. So what they come up with, which I think is a pretty humane rule, is they say, okay, nobody but Gene is allowed to feed eagles. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that works. Gene, you have it until nice. you can't do it anymore. And then you yeah, gotta be exactly. done. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so she basically they gave her the exemption until twenty ten. She passed away in two thousand nine. No. So way. they never had to re up that, although I really hope they would have. Yeah. Uh, they had to like kind of phase it out with the supply that she had to try to make okay. sure that the eagles didn't just find themselves shortchanged all of a sudden. Exactly. Yeah. They had they had to think this through. They did. And it sounds like they did a good job. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. <sighs> so they kind of tapered it off. They they let her friends feed the eagles until March, so three months later, when the eagles were going to move on anyway. So presumably yeah. now it's been, what, nine years? Like, I think probably most of the eagles have moved on. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah. But Jean's legacy is still there. So one of the things that I really love is, of course, what do you think they did for her funeral? Oh my goodness. They scattered the ashes yeah. and threw a bunch of fish to the eagle. And this- <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go i know what a way to go oh my yeah and they put up a memorial at a hotel that was one of her favorite spots she had like a a booth in the diner where you could always come talk to her oh that's and nice 
they they said, you know, her her energy and her personality. Ah, here's the quote: Homer was exactly the right place for Jean Keen because she was a character. Yeah. Yep. Her son said. It has been a difficult few months for me, but I'm happy that she left this mortal coil at home near her beloved birds and surrounded by friends. And she had been getting sicker. And normally she would go down and see him in Minneapolis in October, but she had to give it up. And she was really sad because she liked to sit on the front steps and hand out Halloween candy to children. Which I'm like, you're ju- that's how you get 300 children just oh. coming up to the porch. Exactly, Jean. <laughs> Do you want to get ants? That's how you get eagles and kids and ants. Yep. Oh, little lady. She just had a lot of love, dude, didn't she? She did. She was like, I like eagles. What are you going to do about it? (laughs) (laughs) This is my deal. So I sponsored on behalf of Ouija Broads, you know, that weird legacy.com site where like they have a guest book and obituary and stuff. And then after a certain while, they like put it offline unless you pay for it. So today, Jean's stuff is back up because I wanted to see it. And I liked some of these tributes. So I am so sorry to hear of Jean's passing. She was an amazing Alaskan, the most fitting description I can think of. She was the first supervisor I had at Icicle. And I remember her bright red hair, fingernail polish, lipstick, and matching rain gear. Homer and Alaska are the better for having graced us. For her having graced us with her presence, she will be missed. And of course, goodbye to a wonderful lady. I'm sure there will be an eagle flyby. (laughs) That's so sweet. (laughs) Yeah. She liked to fish. She liked to have picnics. She would make jam for people. She had a great flower garden. She'd go visit her kid. And here's the the tribute that I find the best. Yeah. The toughest bird of them all. Mm. I'm going to cry on this one, too. (laughs) How sweet. I guess I want to put in some caveats. I don't think everybody needs to run out and do this. Mm-hmm. I would not encourage that. I think there's a lot of very reasonable reasons not to do this. Oh, yeah. That said, I love that Jean was able to do this. Yeah. I hope everything worked out okay for the Eagles. It's the kind of thing where you're like, if everybody did it, we're going to crap it up. But if one redheaded rodeo trick riding broad Mm -hmm. decided to go schlep her motor home up to Alaska and hurl fish at Eagles (laughs) for 30 years, I endorse it. Stamp of approval. Liz Just says her. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just Jean. Yes. Just Jean. <laughs> Just the eagle lady. Just her. Yeah. No, she, and because she put so much effort into it too that like they knew they had to have a plan and she was yeah. consistent. It's not like yeah. she, you know, was there for the summer and hurled a bunch of fish at them and then lost interest and all of a sudden the town is dealing with the problem. Yeah. I'm sure there was a point when she was like, This is too many fucking eagles. This is but <laughs> right, right. And when it became too many fucking eagles, she was just like, I am fish. I've mm-hmm. embraced this as my identity. My purpose, my all. Okay. Yep. Seems to be what I'm doing with the rest of my life. Okay. Guess so. Could do a lot worse. <laughs> That's what I feel is you could do a lot worse than oh being an eagle my lady. Goodness. Eagles. We should also point out that we don't endorse anybody else do this because they're 
probably the most protected animal in America. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, the regulations about having eagles. Uh, it's even difficult for museums to have taxidermied eagles. Yes. Um, so don't go touching eagles, friends. Mm-mm. But what you can do, if you don't tell anyone that Devin from Ouija Broads told you to do this, is <gasps> if you, you want to feed birds, I say the one to feed is are the, the neighborhood crows. Because you can, uh-huh. uh, there's this little girl here in Seattle that is known because she has made friends. I'm going to say friends. I don't think that's anthropomorphizing too much with with uh, her neighborhood crows. They have reached some kind of arrangement where she leaves them peanuts and other crow food on the bird bath. And they leave her shiny objects. <gasps> they they pay for their food from her. They, or, you know, give her a present in return. However you want to, if you want to say it's monetary, fine. But I think it's sweeter to think of as they exchange gifts. That is pretty cool. Isn't that really sweet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So don't go fuck with eagles. You will get a whole lot of probably federal prison time. Mm-hmm. Go leave some food for your crows. Yeah. Do that. I'm all for, think about the creatures that are around you and try to make sure that humans have not completely squeezed them out of yeah. what they can be. Yeah. <sighs> also, don't go out to Alaska or you're going to get the Alaska howdy. Yep. Yeah, Alaska going to get you. That's how I would end the story if I were making the movie is the the eagles just lift her up, you know. She just gets carried into the sky by them when she dies. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, they just sink their talons into her bathrobe that I assumed she wore to hurl fish and foom, 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 carry her off into the mountains. Oh, yeah. It'd be the eagles from Lord of the Rings. That's totally it. They pick her up. Like you said, by her bathrobe. I don't want her to have a fuzzy bathrobe, though. I want her to have like a bright blue fake Chinese silk robe that goes over her, you know, sweatpants and sweatshirt kind of thing. Mm. Okay, this also sounds good. Like a fancy house coat. Don't do exactly what Jean did in the specifics, but I approve of what Jean did in the general, which is just like the folks you were talking about with the dog hotel. She followed her bliss. And she yes. participated in, what did they call it? A noble and absurd enterprise. <laughs> Let me look it up so I get it exactly right. A noble and absurd undertaking. Undertaking, yes, a noble and absurd undertaking. Mm-hmm. I like the noble and absurd undertakings. That's good. Oh, they're so wonderful, aren't they? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Keep up with ours by joining us on social media <laughs> at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Finding out more at ouijabrods.com. Mm-hmm. You can always rate, review, and subscribe to help other people find our stuff. Mm-hmm. If you want to get episodes a little bit early, you can go to patreon.com slash where I put them up as and when I get them done. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole protocol. There's not like, oh, you can get it five days ahead. It's like, nope, no, just whenever I'm done, I'm like, all right, patrons, there you go. I just hurl it at you like Jean with a chunk of salmon. Just... Just there you mobbing go. it out there, man. I do love getting my emails. That's just, oh, oh, Liz was 
Liz had a free evening last night because here's a fuck ton of outtakes and an episode. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. You can tell I'm like, and I'll pull this for an outtake and I'll pull that for an outtake. <laughs> oh, I meant in the last one to tell you about the podcasting class and then I completely forgot. Tell me about the so, podcasting class. This sounds amazing. Yeah, it was, you know, I tried. I, I basically had been in San Diego for my day job. So I like got off the plane came home, ate a bowl of cereal, and then went to campus and was like, hi. Bless you. Tired. But so they got the they real are... experience is what you're telling me. Yes, exactly. I can't get over how much I never come to these sessions with the energy that I wish I was. I'm always irritated about something. Yeah. Like there's always, it's kind of like if you had to solve a Rubik's Cube before you got to talk to your friend. That's what podcasting is like. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, so... Why is the sound going here? Why is it? Ah, fuck, why, why, why? If y'all knew how much technological troubleshooting Liz does for me, not only over the phone, but, you know, via Skype and 3,000 miles away, now thankfully only 300 miles away, you would not actually want to be my friend because you would realize (laughs) I'm just this technology black hole that Liz has to constantly try to pull things out of. Oh, but we pull out some good stuff, I think. Yeah. Anyway, I, I talked to them a little bit about some of our stuff, and I did point them at some of our characters that we've talked about, because I'm like, please, an actual historian, please look into Raleigh Faulkner. Like, I'm not so cocky oh. as to think that oh. my self-taught Googling is has turned up everything about that guy that there is to be turned up. But they told me some good stories from some of the projects they've been doing. Okay. So I think the one I will tell you, they're doing some kind of project documenting history on San Juan Island. And oh, neat. they told me a story called The Ghost of Katie Mountain, which I liked a lot. And it's now Lydia's wow. favorite ghost story, too. Oh, do you get excited? Yeah. When are you going to tell me about it? You didn't think there'd be a ghost in this one, huh? No, I didn't. When do I get to hear? Do I get to hear it now? Ghost of Katie Mountain is a story that they told me. Okay. About Katie Mountain, which is on San Juan Island. And it, back can I in... interrupt you? Is, yes. it a, is it a woman whose name is Katie Mountain or is it a mountain called Katie Mountain? It's a mountain called Katie Mountain. C-A-D-Y. Oh, Katie Mountain. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. What's I'm, so funny is I immediately, I thought it was a woman's name too, and yet yeah. forgot that when I came to tell you this story. <laughs> that might be confusing, but I guess just for me out of everyone in the world. So I'll never clarify that when I retell this story. Thank you for thinking I'm better than I am at comprehension <laughs> and listening. So back in frontier days, mm-hmm. when, you know, a bunch of random dudes are wandering around, as as was the historical time period, uh, <laughs> they had a cabin. There were these guys who I think were like miners. I want to say it was like, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s. And they were underage. <laughs> they were underage. <laughs> and they... <laughs> That's the same fucking joke Matt made. How'd I end up with two of you? <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> you married the male version of me. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, maybe God, they were trappers. I don't know. <laughs> but they had a cabin where they would go and hang out and drink and do all this. I don't know. That's what experiment they do. with gay stuff. I guess. I hope. I don't so. know what they did. 
But <laughs> in my version, that's what they did. <laughs> but there are these guys who had this cabin and then came running down into town and said, I'm never going up there again. Something weird is happening. Like we keep seeing stuff out of the corner of our eyes. We keep hearing someone walking around. There's strange stuff happening up there. Moonshine. Somebody is like fucking. Well, yeah, the moonshine doesn't help. Moonshine doesn't help. (laughs) But already I've got goosebumps. (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's the middle of the night. They're on a mountain. It's not. You can't just like shine your phone light on whatever it is. You're gonna be like running over there with a lantern and yeah, tripping over your feet because you've been into the moonshine. Yeah. And so they go, we're never going back up there. And this other guy goes, okay, whatever. This is ridiculous. Yeah. He goes up. He does the deal, you know, the, I'm, I'm going to go investigate this haunted house because otherwise there's no story. And he goes up to this crude log cabin okay. and agrees to stay the night there with a jug of moonshine, as you accurately predicted. Oh, I'm so <laughs> good at this. Got a some kind of whiskey type thing yeah he's got his he's drinking and he's hanging out when he goes up stuff's kind of tossed around and he's like well you know they left in a hurry that's fine sure and he's sipping on his beverage and he's hanging out into the night and he starts to experience the same thing he's seeing stuff out of the corner of his eye like from the window he's hearing somebody moving around but when he looks out there's nobody there he's getting this vibe of being watched Mm -mm. and finally he's like i can't take this anymore i can't like i'm i'm too far from everybody like (laughs) yeah i i can't do this i can't do this and he goes to run away but before he gets too far he realizes he left the liquor (laughs) so he's got to go back and he's got to go back. He runs back up the mountain because for that he'll he'll dive back into those flames. And he comes face to face with the ghost of Katie Mountain, which is a goat that has been eating their stuff. <laughs> it's the goat of Katie Mountain. It's the goat of Katie Mountain. <laughs> So, you know, you hear them moving around. And have you heard goats? They sound fucking weird. They sound so bizarre. I do love one of Jason's better reactions is if you put on a compilation of goats yelling videos. (laughs) So I have been exposed to the many very different noises goats make. (laughs) From the very goat-like to the very human-like, I could definitely hear noises you know uh-huh. be in the middle of the woods with my buddies who are kind of egging me on you're all mass mm-hmm. hysteria whipping into a frizz- frenzy and you hear <gasps> meh like or, fucking what, ghost what, 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 what. <laughs> yeah they would sound like the martians <laughs> from mars attacks <laughs> you do that so well <laughs> very turkey like or Murloc, like. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite are the babies that just. <laughs> Don't tell it your mother that way. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have seen all the same vines, and I love it. I love the goat ones. Oh, I love them. They make so me happy. Good. So yeah, that was one of the great stories they told me, and then I'm hoping I can get some of the students to come. Tell me sometime some of the other ones that I can't do justice because that one's sort of slight enough that I feel yeah. like 
with the 20% of it that probably I mangled in retelling Uh doesn't really matter, but the other ones have like named people involved. So the other ones I remember were The Empty Grave and Lincoln's Bedroom. So they have some good ones. And I hope I I can't wait give them out here because that's my recommendation if anybody's thinking of making a podcast get niche like that's just what Mm -hmm. we need right now what we definitely definitely need is the great oral histories of people who are passing out of this world and have great stories to tell yeah and don't have the technology or the resources to share them with us so please go do that yeah. And I would actually be happy to share my slides or to talk to people if they're thinking about exploring that. <sighs> anyway, hit us up at WeedYourBroads.com or Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time of year, Society6 usually has sales and that doesn't come it does out right now. Uh, so go for it, guys. You can get some great WeedYourBroads swag on, I hate the word swag. You can get some great WeedYourBroads merchandise on Society6 and the sale impacts their bottom line, not ours. So (laughs) (laughs) they can take (laughs) as much off as they want. And I still get my 30 cents per sticker. Fuckers. (laughs) Very good. Uh, And friends in the true spirit of gene, please live weird. Mm, Die weird. And stay weird. Thank Thank you for for listening. listening. Don't feed eagles. Don't (laughs) feed eagles. (laughs) 